Well, good morning, and welcome to another reading of the Bible. We're going to jump back into Acts chapter 7, and if you remember, Stephen is presenting his case, his defense, before the high council. He's preaching at the high council, the high priest, and essentially, he already knows he already knows that this is a death sentence, what he's about to say. He is not, he's not backing down. In fact, he's trying to share Jesus with these religious leaders. As we talked about before, the most critical thing that could happen here is if these religious leaders decided that they wanted to follow Jesus. That would be a miraculous turn of events for the Jews. It happened through Jonah uh, to the town of Nineveh, and there's no reason why it couldn't happen to the high council. And so Stephen's going for it. He's just going to preach the gospel. He's going to share it with all he has. And so to do that, he's got to dig into some history, and he's got to help them see where they come from. And it's going to take us a while to get through this, but here we go. So verse 8, it says, God also gave Abraham the covenant of circumcision at that time. Reminder, God gave Abraham a covenant that he was going to be the father of many nations, that he was going to have descendants as numerous as the stars. And that, that covenant, which is an agreement or a contract or um, you know, a promise between two people, that covenant between God and Abraham, God said, I'm going to make you as descendants as numerous as the stars. And he also, verse 8, gave Abraham the covenant of circumcision, which means that's something that Abraham's going to do back to show his commitment to God. So when Abraham became the father of Isaac, he circumcised him on the eighth day. Okay, so let's clarify. What is circumcision? Well, it's the cutting of the foreskin off of a young male. Okay? Uh, that is a way that the Jews showed that they were committed to the Lord. Why? Why the eighth day? Well, the Old Testament, if you did something wrong, you would sacrifice something for the Lord. Oftentimes that sacrifice was an animal. And while that sounds barbaric to us to kill an animal, the concept was that you would take your mistake, your wrongdoing, your separation from God, and you would put it on that animal, which has living breath in it, and then it would die in your place. And its blood would shed so that your blood didn't have to. It's brutal. But if you think about it in a spiritual sense, that's what they're doing. On the eighth day, a young animal became eligible for sacrifice. And that's why Isaac was circumcised on the eighth day, because it is like sacrificing. It is like committing that child back to God. And so Abraham, who reminder was Abram, and then became Abraham, they added the noise, God added the to both Abraham and Sarah to their name because they were dedicating themselves back to God. They were becoming part of who God was making them to be. And so it goes on, it says, and the practice was continued, the practice of circumcision was continued when Isaac became the father of Jacob and when Jacob became the father of the 12 patriarchs of the Israelite nation. So reminder, Abraham gives birth to Isaac at an extremely old age. It takes faith for him to do anything that might harm Isaac. This is the one child, the one promise that the, that the whole covenant is going to come true through. And yet he, he faithfully does that. And Jacob, there's a whole story about Jacob, but I mean, Jacob it overcomes odds. He's the younger brother, and yet he becomes the leader. He becomes the one with God's blessing. The practice continues through Jacob. And when Jacob 
ultimately has 12 children. He has this huge uh, tribe of children, this huge gathering of children, and we start to see the promise of Abraham being fulfilled through Jacob. And it's so great, in fact, that God renames Jacob Israel. And that's where the name of Israel gets its name. That's where the nation of Israel gets its name from this guy. And so we're seeing that God's covenant is coming true. Even though Abraham couldn't see it, Jacob probably couldn't see it. Uh, Isaac couldn't see it. They didn't understand it. The patriarchs couldn't see it. These guys can't see the history that's unfolding right before their eyes. And that's a big thing that Stephen's trying to wake them up to. So I want to wrap with this. I want to ask you each. If you want to go read another verse, Romans 8, 28 is a great verse, but God is doing things even when we can't see them and he's working through them. And so I want to pray for us. God, there are a lot of things going on in our lives. Each one of us is facing things. We're all walking through life and God, you are still God and you are still in control and you are still moving us forward. And so I pray in a mighty way that the things in our lives that seem out of control, that you would be found in them. God, the things of this world that seem out of control, that you would be shown through them. God, in the, in the chaos that we see in the news when we look at it every day, God, that you would be shown through them. God, we love you so much. We pray these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.